Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan presents Matt Smith and Kyle Reese. It is a fine day here in the Mile High City. I think we're finally done with the rain. Wasn't that? I read that last week, but you're shaking your head no. Nah. It's still coming. It's still coming. I love this. Am, am I wrong for saying that? Yeah, and it's, uh, I'm a gardener a little bit. You know, I got some things going on in the backyard. What you growing? Oh, you're growing herb. That's right. You said it last week. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah I did. You, Your words, you're, not mine. You're, you're the worst, man. I just remember what you said very vividly. Yes. Because I was like, no, oh, what you're is growing yeah, You just couldn't wait to bust me out. That's what it was. Go hey, ahead. Hey, let, you want to talk about busting somebody out? We got to bust out John now. Please. You the know, confetti, I can't wait. The confetti settled, and Adam Silver came out and said that we would get that suspension after the NBA Finals, not to take away from it. Good job. want to distract from it. Yeah, that was good. And the punishment is 25 games for John Morant. He's going to miss this season. And, yeah, Kyle, this guy, man, he, he, first of all, he apparently told the NBA that it was a toy gun that he was waving around on Instagram Live. Remember, this is the second occurrence of this happening. John Morant was retroactively suspended eight games during the season, and now it's going to be 25 games to start the season. Do you think that 25 was enough, or do you think it was too much? I don't think it was enough. You know, I was I was rooting for a year, and I knew that would be heavy-handed and that they wouldn't do that. But um, he still doesn't get it. No, right. not and, at all. And not even, not even remotely, man. And I, and I wouldn't care if it was a toy gun. The whole candle lighting incident still rubs me the wrong way too. Um, and I don't want to take this too far down the uh, down this road. But Tamir Rice died over a toy gun. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And you know the fact that you can't understand that, and it doesn't, and the, um, it doesn't matter. Um, so to offer up that as an excuse just tells me you don't get it. So what Kyle's talking about is apparently Job posted a video of the quote-unquote toy gun involved in the matter, and he was lighting candles with a lighter that is shaped like a gun that actually looks like a gun. We've all seen these, like, fake fake lighters before. Why do you have that? First of all, first of all, I don't buy it. I don't buy it not even a little bit. Okay, not even not even a little bit that this was a toy gun. You're not bringing around a gun that looks like a that a lighter that looks like a gun. How dumb do you have to be? Second of all, yeah, why do you have that? Why? What do you think that they're doing? Think Jaws puffing heaters? No. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like like Jaws got Jaws has to has to understand what's going on here. Jaws best recourse. Can we talk to Jaws for a second? Can we just give him some advice? Yeah. Ja, man. One, just go, Timmy just, can't hang out. Yeah. Timmy can't hang Timmy, out with you. Timmy's not coming over Timmy anymore. Timmy can't hang man. out with Ja, man. No, man. It is what it is. No. Why? Because Ja's fooling around with yeah. a bunch of this nonsense. Here's the thing. All the league is telling you is this does not represent our image. You represent our brand. This, the, your behavior, does not represent our image. I don't care if it was a toy gun at all. I don't care if you were playing cops and robbers in the parking lot of the strip club. 
You, like I, that's you're you're missing the point here. The point here is you're promoting a culture that does not jive with what you are representing in a brand, and that's why you've lost a bunch of sponsors. Now you didn't lose Nike because Nike's got some shoes to sell still, and shame on Nike for rocking with that and still releasing it the way they did. Now the NBA Players Association has filed a complaint against the league because they they feel like it's taking away Jaws' rights, which, shame on the NBAPA, completely. Yeah. What a horrible look. It's 25 games. What precedent are you trying to avoid that they're setting? We don't want our stars playing with guns. Right. Be they real or fake. So the players what, association what problems do you have back with them on saying that? that? Right. I'm just saying, Kyle. Like, it was never about whether or not it was a real gun. You're missing the point, dude. Yeah. It's about your image. It's about how you're presenting yourself to the world. And Ja does not get it. And the fact that he came out and tried to justify it. Guys, look, it wasn't a real gun. It was okay. It's like, no, man. How were we to know the difference? First of all, that doesn't prove jack squat. Right. A video of you in the parking lot lighting two two candles with a lighter that looks like a gun, that doesn't prove anything. I don't know that that's what you had in the car. It, it, it proves that you're stupid times three. Now, look, this is when people hear me say I wanted him suspended for a year. This is not because I want to see a young man crash and burn. I, I, I don't want I have no desire for that. But I am working on this. But I don't have patience for stupidity. I, I just don't. And you could write off the strip club as a mistake. But then when you have the car incident, nope, that's stupid times two. Right. And now we have the candle lighting incident. That's stupid times three. And I don't have any patience for it. This is now going to cost him 33 games, 25 in next year's season, which is almost a third of the season, which now you will not play in the all star game because everybody will have made their case by then. Right. And now how much we and we know that costs you money. Right. So how many tens of millions of dollars have you forfeited that could have helped you, your family and your community because you kick it too hard? He doesn't seem to care. And I think that's the biggest problem for me is the constant pushback from his camp. Who is giving him advice? Who is talking to him? Ja, just shut up. Just shut up and go away for 25. It's all you got to do. Just stop talking. Just stop. Yeah. And, And listen. And, and look, he has a daddy, right? Huh. Dad, I know he's a grown man, so he says, 23, 24 years old. But listen, I can still sit him in this basement and, I, and because you're getting ready to mess up the bag for everybody. Matter of fact, you have. And I know this is a lot to put on a 23-year-old kid, but heavy is the head no, that wears not. the crown, and you put it on. You were fine when you were collecting all the money and the re- reaping the rewards for it, so now you have to reap the consequences of your actions. It is what it is. This is how the world works, son. We always talk about no one tries to get in. You try and get out. Hmm. And for Ja to cosplay as this fake gangster, it's embarrassing. For him, I mean, it's a horrible look. I don't know about you, but my opinion of him over the last year has drastically changed. Yeah, yeah. Drastically. They got a word for that. Wanna be. Right. And that was that was worse than being a gangster. Right. Are we playing cops and robbers? Are we playing basketball? Come on, man. What are we doing here? And, and I think that for John ja Morant, this is the tipping point. There is no third try. Like, there is no third. Uh, third try is for sure a year. Like, third try, you are losing that Nike deal. You know, he, he is 
he got that Nike deal to stay alive by the skin of his teeth based upon the timing of when they were supposed to release that new shoe and that they have already produced a bunch of them. But John Morant has 25 games, the rest of the summer plus 25 games, to clean his act up and show that he's an adult. Like, that was, remember the Jalen Rose interview when he came back? You and I were both laughing at how posturing that was. We were just, we were going, what is that going to do? Why why even do that? It is way too soon for this. Good job, publicist. Yeah, yeah. Again, times two. Hey, let's put out there that it was actually a toy gun. Who's buying that from Spencer Gifts? Like, I'm just saying, like, (laughs) and and to your point, who owns that? Why why are we playing with toys? what? Why are we playing with toys? what? You're a million dollar, you're a hundred million dollar man times two. And it, it, come on, man. And so, you know, and, and it stinks because there's so many cautionary tales that have come before. And I had to look it up. Javaris Crittenton, mm. right? Sam Hurd. Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert Arenas. Jamal uh, Lewis from the Ravens. Right, yeah. Uh, uh, you can go down the list. Travis so Henry. Many. Yeah. Right? Of guys that had it and blew it from trying to keep it real. When keeping it real goes, it goes wrong. wrong. Man. A tale as old as time, a song as old as rhyme. It's true. That's what's happening here. It's frustrating, man. When Keeping It Real Goes Wrong also hit Zion this week. (laughs) (laughs) He was trying to keep it real. But you should have known that some people, you just, it's too real. There wasn't nothing real about that. It's just too real. Too real. That was all. Hey, that wasn't nothing OEM about that. I'm going to throw throw a little piece of advice Zion's way since we threw one at Ja. Man. Just KYP. What's that mean, Kyle? Know your per- KY. Oh, know your personnel. Know your personnel. Know your personnel. Know yeah. the scouting report. Yeah. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. Come on now. And again, and again, if you're surrounding yourself with people who don't keep you in check, <laughs> know your personnel. You like that? <laughs> that was pretty good, man. <laughs> I had like to. Like, did he just use KYP? Know your personnel. Know your personnel. Okay. Thought, hey, man, you got to read the scouting at, report. At first, I thought I heard "keep it simple, stupid," nah, which would nah. apply too. By yeah. the way, yeah. you know what I mean. You don't have to go that extravagant. You don't got to go Jimmy Garoppolo on It sounds like for Zion, instead of keep it simple, stupid, K-I-S-S, it's S-P-I-T. But I'm Matt, and that's Kyle on Denver Sports Station, 1043 The Fan. Denver Sports Station, 1043 The Fan presents Matt Smith and Kyle Reese. Ramosla.com text line. And please feel free to join in. 303-713-1043. Good morning. Woohoo Nuggets. I'm excited about the Broncos season, but I'm in wait and see mode. Too many bad seasons. That's from Noko Dan. Noko Dan also chimes in. I'm tired of people blaming his youth on Jaws discretions. Little Timmy learned at six years old from Noko Dan. Little Timmy Wilson. You're right. I'm not making excuses for him. Ever. You won't find that from us, not this, from our this, show. This behavior is inexcusable, right? Entirely. Entire, and not just from a pro athlete, and from anybody. Like he's doubling down on it. It feels like he's kind of like... The, you, made the excuses, the toys, the toy gun. It's like, like no, no, no. Wait till you see my next trick. Right, just own it. Just own it. Just wear it. That's uh, all you got to do is just wear it. So, again, I, I look at that situation, and I'm beyond discouraged. I've lost pretty much yeah. all respect for him. He may be, you know, a kid still, and he is for all intents and purposes. But the one thing, and I tell every athlete this, do not surround yourself with yes men. 
always have people in your inner circle that keep it 100 with you at all times. Right. Like if, and, and this is something that I've always found interesting. With pro athletes, I mean, we're talking about sensitive people here, okay? You're, you are a public figure. So whether or not they show it outwardly, that exists. It, it does. If you do not have people in your circle that keep it real with you and that tell you the truth rather than just telling you what you want to hear so they stay there, you're never going to get anywhere, man. Like, you, it, you will never live a full life with a with a real perspective on things. You won't. And that's mm-hmm. why you typically see those guys flame out if they make it to their 30s and their early 30s. Yeah. I look at a guy like James Harden. He has a perfect example of a guy who has never had anyone around him keep it real. No. Right. Never. And what did he try and do? He tried to leverage the the, the Sixers with the Houston Rockets this offseason. And it comes back. It's like, no, no, no. Actually, nobody really actively wants you. Philly may want you back. But if you think it's at your number, you're crazy. Talk about somebody doing it for the money. Um, but this, I think this happens with all celebrity, right? And you got to have somebody who keeps it real across, keeps it real across the board, including how you deal with your finances, 100%. Your, your social media, how you deal with um, relationships with the opposite sex. So there's somebody got to tell you, you keep the people around that tell you no. And, and if you're the, and if they're the type of people that rebuff that advice, that that once they're approached with the truth or shown a mirror so they can see the situation, they instantly, it's fight or flight for them where they're just running from it. There, there are other problems there yeah. that need to be addressed. So I, I, I hope I hope Ja can figure out what's going on and, and understand the message. I know he doesn't yet. And that's why I, I can't help but wonder, is he going to with 25 games? Or should it have been, like you've advocated the entire time, something more substantive so that there can actually be legitimate change. Yeah, because yeah, whatever, the, the $40 million hasn't, is not enough. It didn't no, hurt bad enough. No. It didn't no. hurt bad enough. Man, I wish that could be the case. I wish I could take a $40 million L and then just be like, eh, all right. And, and keep right. doing what I'm doing. Exactly. Come on, man. I'd never do that because that's $40 million, Ja. Come on, man. Hey, so we were talking about Vegas last night at the Stanley Cup parade. Okay. And if you remember Drunk Bednar last year getting all emotional and they gave me my first chance. I'm and not mad at him. No, neither am I. Neither am I. You're having don't, fun on a Sunday morning. Go ahead. Don't mistake. Don't mistake <laughs> it. But that's what we got. From Mike Malone. I had <laughs> the exact opposite. So, yeah, come on. So from... We normally get Michael Malone, yeah. But but during the Mikey. Break, yeah, we got Mikey Malone. <laughs> That's exactly what hey, we got. Mikey. Hey, Mikey, is Brucey B coming back? Is Brucey B? <laughs> that was fantastic. Look, the man feels vindicated. He feels justified. And whether he reacted to it in the moment, he heard everything that was said about him, and uh, a lot of that anger is being released. And I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad at him at all. Matter of fact, I'll, let me be the one to say it on the air. Congratulations, Michael Malone. Man, I thought it was great. That's what the parade's all about, showing emotion. And last night in Vegas. And getting drunk, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Last night, and I'll tell you something. William, William Carlson, forward for the Golden Knights, he did it right last night. Because at year one, I was pretty <laughs> great. But you guys... We're greater, and we've been up and down on this journey to the cup. Pass it to Marshy. Marshy, you got something to say? No, 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 no. Listen to me. 
We've been waiting for six long years for this guy to be MVP. <laughs> All right, Ty, that's good. Now, I don't know if you heard in the background. Jonathan. But they were trying to take his microphone away from him for like two straight minutes. And he's like, no, 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 no. Somebody was trying to tell him no. Right, Somebody, right. Before you say something, you're yeah. going to regret. I don't know. The fathers out there will appreciate this. I don't know if you watched Despicable Me. I'm sure you didn't. But he of sounds, course I do. He sounds like Gru. Like sounds like Gru. He sounds he like Gru. Like he, he had some classic lines. And if you, I urge everyone out there, you go watch that video. It's it's hilarious. I think I have it posted on my Twitter timeline, at Real Matt Smith, Matt with one T. And this guy is, I mean, he is three sheets to the there wind. You go. I mean, he is apps. And that's what it's about. That's what it's about. That's why Bruce Brown woke up the next day in Vegas with a massive hangover talking about Joker did it to me. <laughs> he pointed the finger. You're never supposed to point the finger. I don't know what Joker gave me. Hey, hey Joker's starting to come out of his shell now. Mm-hmm. But Michael Malone was in rare form the other day, and deservedly so. He had, man, and let's get into this. Before we get to Coach Prime, because we got a lot on Coach Prime here, but Michael Malone had a little shot at LeBron James on the Pat McAfee show. He joined the Pat McAfee show, I think it was the morning after the championship, and at the end of the interview, he said, oh, and by the way, guys, I might retire. And kind of jokingly, just making it somewhat of an innocent joke, a right. little, I guess it was, you've you got that? Yeah, play that. Speaking the Lakers, I just want you guys to know this is breaking news. I'm thinking about retiring. There you go. There you go. So just a little innocent shot. Right. You know, just but a there's little, a relationship there. There is. Yeah. But LeBron, sipping vino, you know, at the 24 hours of Le Mans, in France at that race that he was the official starter for, he uh, took to Instagram and said, hey, oh, look, looks looks like the lames are talking about me. Enjoy the light, but I'm the sun. It's like, all right, it's giving high school. And that's what I felt right. like. It's like, come on. Yeah, man. And I'm, I'm going back and forth with Lakers fans in my mentions. Everybody's like, hey, don't talk smack and then just, you know, not back it up, Coach Malone. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? He just broomed that man. That was 4-0. Oh, a sweep. A sweep. Well, there's that. Why, why talk? And he coached him. And Michael Malone has been around the league for a decade and a half. The, the, I mean, there's just so many things. Like, man, get over yourself. That, that's really what, that's all I have to say. Get over yourself. I, I think it's funny. Do we see Lakers Nuggets on Christmas Day next year? You, it's a slaughterhouse, right? Sign me up. Yeah. Sign me sure. up. Who's sure. LeBron going to get? Chris put the, Paul? Put the Lakers on the Bobby. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. I'm just saying. <laughs> Speaking of the Barbie, you got anything going for Father's Day today? Uh, yeah. What yeah. you got going? I think I think my wife is going to get some seafood and we're going to grill it up. And then I'm who's, like, gr- who's grilling it? I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know how that goes. Yeah. Um, that well, it's Father's Day. So that's what a father's supposed to do, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It, it's a uh, thankless job. Yeah. Um, Somebody's got to do it. I'm going <laughs> to uh, become a father. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm going to sit in the basement and tell him and tell the kids to stay upstairs for about an hour. What's he going to do in the basement? Nap. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. I should have known. Quiet time. I should have known. You got to be in here with me in the mornings. You definitely got to go home and nap there in, you the, in the afternoon. It takes a lot out of you. Oh, I know. Yeah. Trust me. Think about living with it every day like I do. <laughs> it's not easy. Yeah. All right. Let's transition here. So this week or, or last week, one of the two, I think it was, it was about five days ago. Before. Yeah. Before, before this moment in time. Joel Klatt, who, of course, was a former CU quarterback. He is now the lead analyst on Fox's college football broadcast. Too. 
Yeah, does a really nice job. He's on the big noon kickoff with Gus Johnson. It's their premier spot every week on Fox. Well, Klatt sat down with Coach Prime. And I don't know if you've been following what Klatt has said since Prime got hired. And Klatt, by the way, former 104.3 The Fan alum. Yep, and Pomona Panther. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Klatt has been really, really gung-ho pro-Coach Prime. He's been hyped up. He's talking about bowl games. He's setting a high bar of expectation. And it's made me a little uncomfortable at times, I have to be honest, because I'm in the party of no matter what has happened, I am steadfast in my expectation of four to five wins. Steadfast. Doesn't matter who they lose. Doesn't matter who they bring in. They got a quarterback now. I will stay steadfast at four to five wins based upon the schedule that they have. We all have to remember that opening month is brutal. Brutal. Yeah, the second month ain't that ain't much not, better. Exactly. So it's it's an uphill battle here. But Coach Prime joined Klatt on the Joel Klatt show, and he addressed a few things that he's talked about in passing before, but I felt like he was probably the most real version of himself in this interview. So you got this potted up here? So there's been a lot of criticism, Kyle. We've heard it from every corner. CU has lost over, you know, what is it, 60 scholarship players and have like 70 new players Clean on house. this. Yeah, pretty much. Fine. But a lot of coaches around the country don't like it. However, it's a new rule. In a coach's first year, you can make roster turnover like this. You can take advantage of the transfer portal like this. And Coach Prime did it at Jackson State, and now he's done it at CU. But as we know at CU, the coverage is, I mean, we, they're on the homepage every other week at this point in the offseason. CU hasn't been on the homepage at ESPN.com this much in 20 years. Yeah. Okay? When they deserved it, there wasn't even a homepage. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or it was, or, or when you opened your computer, it was <laughs> the old dial. Exactly. Exactly. You've got mail. <laughs> so here is what Coach Prime had to say on the criticism of the exodus of players at CU. This is a program that was 111, mm-hmm. lost those 11 games by 29 points by average. 29. Yeah. Um, the next closest in the Power Five, by the way, was Northwestern. Right. 14 points. Yeah. I mean, doubled them up. Right. And so when I saw what was happening, I thought to myself, good, all right, this is what needs to happen. Right. This is what the rules allow in your first year as a coach. You've got to turn you over mean the, the roster. Exodus. That's you mean absolutely the, you right. You mean the first, I was the genesis coming in. But okay, now, <laughs> and now the there's Exodus. Here <laughs> there we go. go. There right. you go. I evaluate teams. Yeah. I know what Colorado was. <laughs> You know what I mean? I don't think. Here's the thing. I don't think a lot of people do. Yes, they do. They, they, well, no, they, they see do. the record, right? No, like they, they, they see do. one and eleven, but there's other teams that no, have no, one. They, they, they do. don't know what this they, was. They man. do. They just want to take a shot at me, and I'm good with that. They do. They know what it was, but this is their opportunity to take a shot. They better shoot now, because in a moment you're not going to be able to shoot. Mm. Shoot now. Speak now. Forever hold your peace is what he's trying to tell all the haters, basically. And the, and the confidence in which he says that. It's a little uncomfortable for it's me. It's a little uncomfortable, but it is an elite-level confidence that he has had his entire life. This is what allowed him to play a baseball game and football game in the same day. It's, it's, it's who he is, right? It's what allowed him to take over a struggling HBCU football program and turn it around. So I, I can't – you get what you get with Deion Sanders, and I'm fine with that. Um, he's talking about some coaches – 
Pat Narduzzi specific, specifically is one of those coaches. Yeah, Pitt, has Pittsburgh's head coach. Pittsburgh's yeah. head coach. And he has the right to be, by the way, because his best player in Jordan Addison was tampered with, right? Mm. Um, but he's not a fan of what Coach Prime is doing. And, uh, and he's changing the landscape. And, yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable for some people. The only reason it's uncomfortable is because the standard of success here has been so damn low that to even have these conversations about, hey, take your shot now. Like, imagine Carl Durrell coming into this season, fresh off the 1-11 campaign, talking about, take your shot at me now. We'd have laughed in his face. Yep. But for Coach Prime, you, you can get behind it. it. It may feel a little unsettling because you're not used to it, but as part of a turning of the tide... We're going to have to start to become used to a little bit of this, just like Nuggets fans had to become used to Michael Malone talking in his post-game press conferences with much. little care about what bill, billboard material he was bringing to somebody else. But he could do that because he was so confident in the guys he had in the room. He was so confident in Nikola Jokic. Coach Prime is showing us how much confidence he has in Shadur and how ready for the moment he thinks Shadur is. Because you don't talk like this if you don't have a quarterback. That's just the plain and simple. Here is Coach Prime Moore on some of that criticism. Some of it is without reason or understanding Mm -hmm. or intelligence of the matter. My feeling and my thought and my understanding is I got to get it right now. Let's go get it now. What will it look like moving forward? Because it won't look like this. It it better not because that means we missed that mean we didn't assess talent properly. We've missed on a few young men that we brought in with us, but they forgot to point it out that we got rid of them too because we missed. Mm-hmm. We're wrong. You, sometimes you got to say, okay, I'm wrong. Okay, we missed. And let's go get it right. So now when we talk about smart, tough, fast, discipline with character, we mean that. We don't need two out of five. This ain't baseball. That's what we brought into the house. So if we didn't see that, we opened the doors of the church. <laughs> <laughs> Opening the doors of the church. Man. Hey, you don't want to play? You don't want, you want to play by my rules? It's my way or the highway. That's what he came in when he said, I'm bringing my luggage and it's Louie. And this isn't going to be the same team that we take down to TCU in the fall. That's what he said when he talked about the first team meeting. And he's obviously trying to defend himself by saying, look, you, you're all quick to acknowledge what left, but you're also not taking into, into account the fact that we've already acknowledged that we've missed on a few guys. Like, they brought in Sedu Traore, the, you know, one of the top 10 rated returning tight ends in all of college football. They brought him in. He was on campus, one of five tight ends with over 50 catches last year. And they said, bye. They said, you are not what we want. So do you think that there should be praise for admitting you're wrong by turning already some of these kids that you brought with you loose? I don't think there should be praise for anything right now, right? Until, you, until I see them play a down of football. Right. I'm going to reserve my praise. I'm sorry. Right. Uh, I can appreciate. It's kind of like what you said. I'm not going to give you a cookie for taking out the trash Mm. and cleaning your room like you're supposed to do. I'm not supposed to. I'm not going to give you praise for acknowledging your wrongdoing or missing because that's what grown men and people that are holding (laughs) themselves accountable are supposed to do. Time out. Time out. And I hear your point. I, I, I want you to elaborate on this. But this typically doesn't happen in college football. This part of the process this is level new. of honesty. No, not necessarily that much, but this level of turnover, bringing kids in and then telling college kids to get out. That is the new part of college football that I think a lot of people have an issue with, but they're just going to have to get used to it because that's how this is going to go. It is more of a business now 
than it has ever been before. Yeah. Um, I don't want to take the conversation too far left, but I think we're going to look back on this era of college football and say these were some of the biggest mistakes ever made. And I think in 20 years, we're going to look back and say, man, we so justify that now. Yeah. Um, in the way that the transfer portal has been handled, right, in, in, in the there's too much fluidity, fluidity in it. And there's also an issue with the NIL, right? And uh, there is going to have to come back to center somehow. The pendulum has swung too far in the player's direction and everything. It happens that way. It's, it's, it, it works that way. So there, it's going to come back to center at some point. And so I think that's, you know, within the next five to ten years. Um, but right now, for the people that are taking advantage of the way the rules are written, you can't be mad at them, right? This is This is the letter of the law. All I'm doing is following it. And so just because I'm better at it than you, Pat Narduzzi, right? And and I like Pat Narduzzi. I, I like Pittsburgh's program. Um, just because I'm better at it than you doesn't make me a villain. I think what it shows us is that even if the player is really talented, he is not willing to make sacrifices for any of the kids. And that's rare. You really don't see that. Well, well, well it depends, right? Because Nick Saban can do that. Sure. Right. Like, you, you got to yeah, have the sure. juice. Yeah, Colorado, at Colorado, you haven't been able to do that. Yeah, you've had to turn your turn your head the other way. There's probably three or four coaches in the country that can have their mantra. Right, you said fast with character. Yada da da. Wow, da, da, you da. don't know it yet. Yeah, I don't. I'm sorry. Fast, tough, discipline with character. Smart, fast, tough, discipline yeah, with yeah, character. You don't know I miss it too. Coach. Yeah, sorry, yeah. it's a Sunday. There's, James Franklin's probably if God one can, of them. If God can forgive me, so can you. Uh, hey man, <laughs> Dion Arian went to church for us. That's what I'm saying. That's what James I'm saying. Franklin can do it. Yeah, Lincoln Riley can do it. Yeah, there's a select Nick Saban few. can do it. Yeah, uh, I think and maybe even Jim and maybe Jim Harbaugh, maybe Ryan Day. Yeah. That's about it. I don't mind the criticism because it was expected. And Coach Prime talked about it a lot. He's like, look, this is your time. Like we just played in that previous clip. Yeah. This is, if you want to get a shot in at me, do it now before it's too late, before we start winning some games, and then you look like a fool for yeah. calling me out and doing what I did. So a big part of the conversation is about building culture. We talked about it with the Broncos. We talked about culture being the standard. Right. And here is that discussion between Klatt and Coach Prime. The culture for me is the standard. There you go. I love your definition. A bunch of like-minded men who want to get the education, who want to play pro football, and want to win. To me, that's, that's a culture. Yeah. That's what we're building. That's the direction that we're going. We have June, July, and August to get on the same page. People are upset because it's, it feels heavy-handed. Now, I got this from uh, Coach Fuchs at uh, Kansas, right? If I let a guy walk into the weight room three minutes late and that goes unchecked, that is the new standard, right? The standard is the standard. So, yes, he has to be heavy-handed in these things, right, because there's so much correction that needs to be made. Like, you guys, I, I understand people getting their, fe their feathers ruffled about it, but it has to be drastic because the losing was so drastic. And like and like Clad said, they were losing games by 29 points on average. <laughs> I'm getting blown out by four scores on average. They set offensive football back 100 years last year. Come on, It man. was horrible. And so Coach Prime, I think, is sick of acknowledging that because he doesn't want to be associated with it. So whenever you bring that up to him, he's like, hey, no, uh that isn't here. Did you hear his growl? Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. It better not be. It be that the mean. talent that we saw on the field better not be what we see on the field in 2024. I don't know those guys. We're missing. Right. Exactly. And and part of that process is recruiting. 
And one of the things that I have always been witness to is Colorado continually miss out on big Colorado recruits and maybe some of their top targets. Get used to that, though. Well, should we? Because yeah. Dion says things are changing. Yeah. Forever. People are like, oh, it's tough to recruit here. Tough to recruit. There's not a local recruit. You got to be kidding me, man. Well, that's a, so what's are been you the kidding? Are you, are you kidding me? What's been your experience? Right now, pretty Tony, we're batting probably, I would say 95%. You get a kid here. It's a wrap. Yeah. And we ain't, we don't have nothing for sale. We, we ain't selling nothing. We ain't selling you no dream and no vision. We ain't selling nothing. It is what it is. I'm, I'm too honest and straightforward to be selling you anything. Yep. When they get here, it's a wrap. There's no way you can look out the windows of our offices and see how beautiful the mountains are, the landscaping, and the university, and the city, the weather. Mm-hmm. It's, it's no way you have to sell this place. It sells itself. I believe him because it's, it sells me every single day I walk outside my house in Boulder. I mean, it, it is so gorgeous up there. But the truth is, is that from a cultural standpoint, it is so, so vastly different than a lot of the places, specifically the places that he came from. You talk about the places that he's recruiting. In a big way. Right. In a big way. You want to know something? And I'll tell you this story. So one summer, I'm shooting around at the Coors Event Center up in Boulder with a buddy of mine that played on the team at one point. And a new coach had come into town. You're rebounding is what you were doing. No, no, no. We were playing. We were playing. No, 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 no. Put put some respect on my name. Look, (laughs) so a new coach had come into town, and I'd never met him yet. And I really wanted to meet him. Seemed like a nice guy. I'd heard a lot of great things. And so one day during the summer, he comes up. And and I say, oh, hey, nice to meet you, man. Looking forward, you know, looking forward to getting to work with you and kind of seeing what you can do around here. And he go, and I say, so how are you liking Boulder so far? He goes, it's really white, really white. And you know, coming from Chicago, we're all those years ago, yeah, yeah, exactly. We're not talking about the snow. <laughs> coming coming from Chicago, man, it, it is a bit of a culture shock. So I think on the surface, there can be some difficulty. But what Coach Prime is trying to say is, look, when we put our people in place with this type of talent and me with my face in front of this thing, we shouldn't have to sell anything here. The only thing you have to sell is NIL money, collective money. You know, I'm trying to think of what else you even have to, Kyle. Not much. Yeah. That's why there's kind of a a procedure in the tours and the recruiting, right? Let me show you the facilities, which, you know, are, are really, really good, right? I don't know that he's selling them on Boulder, the city. Right. The, the city's going to have to wrap their arms around the players and they will if they win. Right. That's that's just the straight up truth about it. But you show them those facilities and you show them a different type of lifestyle than what a lot of those kids are coming from. He's right. That's not a difficult sale at all. And it's with, gorgeous and it's gorgeous and it's clean and it's beautiful. And it, it, yes. Yes. There are so many natural advantages here it, that for so long we've been waiting for somebody to capitalize on them. And hopefully right. he is. And, and and so he can pitch that in a different way than what you, USC can. Because USC, you're not going to sell them on the beauty of the campus. You're going to sell them on USC football and being a part of that legacy. Right. But USC football is right in the heart of right Compton, basically. All right. All right. Here's, uh, here's Coach Prime on his expectations for year one. There are people that they believe that this is just going to, like, overnight. What know? do you mean by that? You win a national championship overnight. Why, 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 why not think like that? Listen, I would love to think like that. Why not I, think like I that? I also know in, in my profession, Coach, I know that a plus four or five in the win column is a drastic improvement. Not for me. I don't think like that, man. I want it all. I don't want to sip. 
<laughs> Baby, I want it all. Well, I want to get cup. full. I don't want to sip. Give me it all, man. I don't need no pot pie where I got to put it in the oven for 45 <laughs> minutes and take it out and poke the holes and blow on it for another 15 minutes and wait till it cool off. I ain't got time for that process. I want it now, and I want it all. I feel like we're assembling the type of young men in the, in the staff to have it. I really do. Even Clatt is yeah. coming from a CU fan perspective where it's like, look, I'd love to think that way, back Coach. Down to earth a little yeah. bit. It's like, hey, Coach, I would love to think that way. And Coach Prime's like, wait, why not? Join me. It's, it's, it's beautiful and sunny over here on my side. Yeah, first of all, that's Cap. Yeah, yeah Deion Sanders <laughs> hadn't had a pot pie pot, pot, pot in about 30 years. Yeah. He ain't been broken a long time. <laughs> I just think it's, I think it's great to see somebody embrace those expectations. Yeah, no doubt. In a real way. Now, do I think it's going to translate to much? That remains to be seen. As I started this segment saying, my expectation remains steadfast at four to five wins. Anything more is gravy. Anything less is a little disappointing. Maybe things went wrong. Maybe Shadur got hurt. But at the end of the day, we need to start thinking about it because the next is not Broncos training camp. That's not up next. See, football's up next. No doubt. I talked to uh, Coach McIntyre before they won, before the 10 game or the 10-win season they had. And he said, you should set your goals so high that people laugh at you. And we laughed at them, and they won 10 games that year. And as Coach Prime said, laugh now. You're going to be laughing soon. No doubt. Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan presents Matt Smith and Kyle Reese. Matt Smith and Kyle Reese on your Sunday morning on Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan. Thanks for rocking with us on the RamosLaw.com text line 303-713-1043. My feathers aren't ruffled by anything Coach Prime has done. Buff fans should be proud as a peacock. Yeah, yeah. As a Buff fan, you should your feathers shouldn't be ruffled. It's everybody else. Whose feathers are ruffled because it's a one in eleven team now with the most elite trash talker in the game, right? Yeah. I mean, the coach with the most swag out there. That was the one other thing he kept telling Joel Klatt when he did that sit down interview where we just played some clips from it. He kept, he goes, "Wait till you see the swag that I show up with down there at TCU. I'm gonna be a different person." <laughs> yeah, yeah. You thought Mel Tucker changed the game? <laughs> oh no, you ain't seen nothing. That was an appetizer. Yet that was an appetizer, man. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. It is a completely new change of pace, and it is exciting. It is exciting. For the first time, Kyle, for the first time in 20 years, I think I head into a season with anticipation for Colorado football. I thought you were going to break out in the 80s love song. Like, for the first time in my life, has someone for who loves me. For the first time. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Hey, look, I, w- I want to get back to the Nuggets here real quick. And yeah. someone, uh, Matthew from Castle Rock on the text line, hey, guys, are the Nuggets picking seventh in the draft on Thursday? Or was that old information? Please discuss also. <laughs> look, okay. <clears throat> no, they're not picking seventh. Bad, <laughs> like, intel. Yeah, bad intel. Bad <laughs> intel. Hey, you guys hear about this? Nuggets, top 10 pick of the draft. No, no, they just won the championship. They don't have the top pick in the number seven pick in the draft. Although they did make a trade before the end of the finals with Oklahoma City, which I thought was a really smart move, Kyle. The, yeah. move, the move was, and, I'll, and I have to pull up the exact specifics because it was a bunch of trades of picks. I can start you from the top. Go ahead. There's a first round pick in 2029 that they gave OKC. Yes, so right. they gave OKC a protected 2029 first round pick. 
and they received a 2024 first and second round pick and a second round pick this year. So they acquired three draft picks from Oklahoma City, a first next year, a second next year, and a second this year for a 2029 protected first round pick. I love this move. This is the best move that Calvin Booth has made since bringing in Bruce Brown off the free agent market because he absolutely butchered the trade deadline. And hopefully that is a lesson for him moving forward. But acquiring more assets to try and maximize your window is what it is all about. You know, Keep your foot on the gas. You know what I thought when I read that? Hey, Calvin, can you walk across the hall and go shake Joe and Chris for me? Can you just go shake them? Just grab them by the shoulders and shake them. <laughs> that might have been what they did for him. I, no. No? No. No, because okay. that was Tim Connolly in the building. Then, then here comes Calvin Booth to move away Will Barton and Monte Morris and make tougher decisions. Yeah. But the, the point here is that Denver has, I think, picks 37 and 40 or 41 in this year's draft. And this year's draft, the NBA draft is on Thursday. Victor Wembanyama becomes a spur on Thursday. 40. They have 37 and 40. So you got two picks this year. Now, what you're most likely not going to have on the end of the bench this year is that veteran experience. Because now you have that vet experience in the locker room with everybody. Because everybody's a champion in there. You're probably not having DeAndre Jordan on the bench. Jeff Green's a maybe. Ish Smith, probably not. I just don't see a need for those guys anymore. They were there. They helped you establish the tone and set the culture this season. And now you have that experience. Everyone is a champion Uh, from 1 through 12 on a roster. So I love the fact that they have more assets to be flexible with as far as in a potential trade. I still would love to see them address a secondary primary ball handler for Jamal Murray to take the pressure off with or without Bruce Brown. Right. With or without Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown was great, but he was also playing out of position. Imagine what he could do playing in position with another ball handler while Jamal could get some more rest so he doesn't have to play 44 minutes. Saying like off ball type deal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it'll be interesting to see. I, I think the greater question is you know, what veteran ring chasing player is out there that you would be, mm. that you would welcome? Mm. Uh, it's going to have to be on a tiny deal because the Nuggets don't have a lot of cap space. Right. Or any, yeah. quite frankly. They're, they, are, they are over. Because you're paying Michael Porter Jr. $33 million next year. Nice little piece of change. Let me ask you. Washington calls. Hello? Yeah, this is uh, Calvin Booth, GM of the Denver Nuggets. Hey, we were just wondering if you guys would be interested in Bradley Beal for Michael Porter Jr. straight up. What do you say to that? I say no. You say no? I say no. Do you shop? Or do you at least quietly open the potential of moving a guy like that? I understand why you want to. I understand why we're asking the question. Um, But I'm not going to get back a 6'10 shooter, right, who still has the potential. I still believe in Michael Porter's potential. I don't think he's going to go back. The P word still? Yeah. The P word, we're still having those conversations? But the nice thing about it is that he can develop on a team that's having a – Tremendous amount of success, right? That's there's there's a bonus there. So okay. I, I I still believe in it. So no, I'm. I'm what about a guy I'm holding? That, what about a guy that cre- could create his own shot? Because that's what you'd be getting in exchange for him, right? But then you're going to lose what? 
you're going to lose six inches in le- in in length in size. So I've got to replace now his rebounding. Does he play with that size? Well, he had thirteen he rebounds. Like he that. had thirteen rebounds in game one. Yeah, and he had eleven in game five. There you go. Maybe thirteen in game five too. So. So, yeah, I mean, and you're not going to get that out of Bradley Bill, right? My, I so guess if he's not scoring again, yeah. like MPJ, if he's not scoring, how does he impact the game? Yeah, and I guess my question is, if you're Calvin Booth, are you exhausting any opportunity to improve this roster? Because if you are, yeah. then you're having those conversations. I guess you can have the conversation. Yeah. But and can. I'm not saying you're making the deal. I'm not advocating for it necessarily. Right. right. But I'm just saying, if you really want to look at sustainability, let's look at the Avs, what they did not do. They did a great job of locking up their own guys. They did a really crappy job of supplementing what they had in place with legit talent. Now, I kept saying this on all my radio hits throughout the finals. Calvin and dating at the trade deadline. I came in here and said it to DMAC. Calvin Booth failed at the trade deadline. The Nuggets could have actually been better than they were winning the championship. You could have brought in Mason Plumley. Instead, you brought in Thomas Bryant. You could have brought in Corey Joseph out of Detroit. Instead, you went to the buyout market and found Reggie Jackson. Jackson you actually could have improved the roster even more. So, I will be curious to see how they handle it. Yeah, and if they go strictly more. youth. I expected more out of Reggie, didn't you? Um, there was something there. You know, I think maybe it was naive of us to think that he could have come in at that point and make made such a significant impact. Okay. I do. I do. But I do think from a cultural standpoint, having him there was actually pretty big. Okay. It was because it's that safety net. So, we'll see how all that plays out, man. But, I mean, that's the Nuggets. The Avs? Y'all got two weeks. Free agency opens July 1st. Don't think I forgot, Joe and Chris. I haven't forgotten about you. Your Stanley Cup get-out-of-jail-free pass has officially expired. Oh, that expired a while ago. <laughs> yeah, no. And so what have you done for me lately, okay? And, and you know what I want? You know what I want from Joe and Chris? You know what I want them telling me? You know what I really I want? I how you call him Joe and Chris. Go ahead. This is, uh, What I really want is them telling me, look, shoot your shots now. Because once you see the moves we make here. Oh, you're not going to be able to. You want to. some of them pri- that's prime swag. Yeah, I want a little prime swag because that means you got something coming behind it. Why? Because we coming. <laughs> you better get out of here. <laughs> All right, we are. <laughs> Matt Smith and Kyle Reese on your Sunday morning on Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan. That's Ty Fuji behind the glass. Judge Dan Jacobs, he's up next.